to Sanity Check, a podcast devoted to staying informed and sane in the time of Trump. I'm Ben, and I'm joined tonight by Mike and Andrew. That's we us. recording on the evening of Wednesday, January 24th, 2018. Today is day 369 of The Resistance. This is our first episode in year two. Uh, if you enjoy what you hear, you can subscribe on iTunes at the Google Play Store or at our website, sanitycheckpod.com. So how are you guys doing this evening? I'm really you know, enjoying year two of the Trump presidency. It's so been far, a great four days. Yeah, it's, it's so really far good. so good. Um, so I think the probably the number one issue to get into is what did you guys think of the uh, extremely brief government shutdown that we had over the weekend? Oh man, someone else should go first. Andrew? <laughs> um, someone else should go first. Ben. Uh, okay, <laughs> I mean, all right. I get, I will, all right. I, uh, yeah, what do you think? Uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm not thrilled with the, the Democrats. Um, uh, I, I would have liked them to stick to their guns um, a little bit harder. Um, I'll, I'll say I think they were in a tough spot uh, politically. Um, I have I have some suspicions about some uh, some things that happened. I mean, because we, we went from on Friday, you know, um, pretty much a unified caucus of Democrats in the House and the Senate um, saying no to the continuing resolution to fund the government to uh, a lot of senators um, being okay with it on um, on Sunday night. And so how did we get from point A to point B? Um, and my biggest thought is that Joe Manchin and other people like uh, him uh, threatened repercussions. Um, for instance, not, um, not running again. Joe Manchin apparently uh, told Chuck Schumer that he would consider not running for re-election in 2018, and I think he probably used that as a big hammer over over Schumer. Um, um, it, it's it's very frustrating to me because the 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 Democrats are in the minority. They're in, they have fewer House people and fewer Senate people, and they don't have control of the presidency, so they don't have a lot of power ultimately. And so I'm. It. I wish every story about this would start with, Republicans are at fault for everything. They're they're the reason that there isn't a DACA fix. They're the reason that Chip wasn't funded, and somehow I feel like the Democratic base has gotten this idea that like if the Democrats would just hold together and be strong, that we'd win. But this was not a winning hand. No, I mean, I, I don't... Yeah. No, I agree with you. I, I was really... I don't in... see how we would win. You know, it's like if Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell don't want to fix DACA, it's not getting fixed. I, and I agree with you. I was really pissed off with the way that the media framed what was happening. And uh, I do blame Democrats for that, because I think they raised unreasonable expectations about what they could accomplish. 
but it it was also unreasonable of the media to in particular the new york times to frame things as uh you know democrats don't agree to this causing a government shutdown there was some really shoddy work from the new york times particularly with their headlines and intro paragraphs where they were like democrats have cravenly shut the government down in opposition to our noble republic you know i mean on friday night mitch mcconnell was able to get like 45 or 46 votes in his own caucus um the senate's not really the problem that's the other thing that's really frustrating here right um because in this you could pass a bipartisan daca bill anytime in the senate the problem is that in the house we've talked before on this show about the hastert rule and how it ruins everything but you know if paul ryan is not going to bring a bill to a vote that isn't supported by the majority of the republican representatives then we're never getting any fix to this as long as he allows steve king to essentially hold a veto over immigration policy um that's exactly stuck. exactly so you ask how i think about how the shutdown went i mean unfortunately i think it did end up looking like kind of a kind of a mess like it didn't have a clear structure it didn't have a clear storyline and i feel like in situations like that i don't know i haven't seen polls yet the 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 viewing public tends to conclude that it's just regular Washington by you know partisan gridlock on both sides, and everybody's equally to blame. Sort of the plague on both your houses take, where everyone's like, if only they would come together and try to have a reasonable solution, everything would be better. Who still thinks that? A lot of people. Really? Yes. Yeah. I also don't think, uh, to be fair, that this will have pretty much any impact on no, that's the midterm what, election. Uh, the 538 people on their podcast keep talking about how historically shutdowns cause a lot of uproar while they're happening, and then like it's by three or four weeks later, no, but they don't have any effect I mean, it's, at all. It's a like, super exciting thing for the Washington political media to cover. And for it's, us to I talk mean, about it can also be a big deal for a lot of people who it, it puts people have, out of work who are, it puts scientists out of work, work. Um, but this one mostly happened a lot over of the weekend out of work. so closes the national parks yeah. I, 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 I sort of assume it puts mostly democrats out of work democrat voters I don't democrat know if voters, that's true government employees it would be interesting government employees I don't think you're a I'm not sure there's a lot of statistics about government employees and what their part of sin affiliation is, because I don't think they're supposed to keep track of that. Yeah, I don't know how you would... Yeah, I mean, it would be interesting to know the answer to that, but... A lot of federal lands are out in the West. Like, a federal government shutdown touches a lot of things across a lot of states. It touches a lot of things, yeah. Um, I mean... It did seem strange to me that they only did it for three days. Like, it's... I don't think Schumer ever wanted to shut down, and I think they were pushed to it by the unified and vociferous, like, activist left face media. Yeah. yeah, and so they were like, "Well, we're <laughs> like, trying we'll do to do it be over good. the weekend." Well, I think they're tr- you know they were trying to listen to the base, but I don't really. I suspect that Schumer knew all along that he did not have a unified group that would stand for a long shutdown where they would get persistent negative coverage and they could open them up to primary challenges in their homes. You know, if you're from like Montana or West Virginia, the picture is very different. Well, what's, what's interesting, it's interesting that you say that um, John Tester from 
Montana actually voted no even the second time um, because he said he simply didn't believe Mitch McConnell when Mitch McConnell said that he would bring a um, sounds like a smart guy a bipartisan yeah. uh, DACA vote. Um, Anybody I mean, still I, believe I have Mitch yet McConnell. to hear anybody believing I mean, Mitch McConnell. You can make you can make an argument, and it was definitely done um, that from a strategic point of view. Um, the Democrats may actually be in a slightly better bargaining position now than they were um, before the weekend in the sense that they only agreed to a continuing resolution, right? They didn't agree to um, a long-term spending deal. Um, well, I think and... Matt Iglesias referred to it as like an exchange of hostages, but like the... Right, so so CHIP got funded. So, which is a big deal. Which is a good, obviously, is a good thing. Okay, we know the we Republicans should never have been holding it hostage. No, in the first place. that's incredibly unethical. Um, but they won't be able to use that as a hostage, as you put it, um, in now about two and a half weeks when this continuing resolution uh, runs out. And that's a, I mean, that's a big deal for Democrats and everybody. Th- those are like sick children who need medical care who are now going to receive it, and that's and, a good thing. And really, the only thing that Democrats gave up was three weeks of additional funding through the State of the Union. Um, well, and to the extent there was like a... A lot of this is about like posturing. Yeah, it's like a display, like, right? Like it, and it didn't look great. Well, but it... It's like the meta game. Democrats now have... It, they're less believable when they say, we'll shut down the government as long as it takes. And so if that's their threat, Republicans can, th- can think, well, you're bluffing. What Chuck Schumer would say is... We'll shut Mitch down McConnell, the government until we get what we want. Mitch McConnell until gave like... me his word that he would bring um, a clean immigration bill to the Senate. I'm so, sure he would say that, but that strikes so me as if, an Obama-era kind of way so of believing things. If he doesn't things. do that, then uh, which he probably won't, then they basically they say can they shut won't. down the government again, and uh, this time they won't have chip to hold over our heads. It doesn't even matter if the Senate votes on it. As I mentioned earlier, yeah. no, it's true. the Senate could pass something that was a great solution, and then the House would be like, that's beautiful, and we're not going to have we, anything to do with we it. We had a very temporary monkey wrench uh, thrown into this about an hour ago. I don't know if either of you guys noticed oh, this. Is it breaking news? Do we have a breaking news sound? Uh, sort of. I, uh, we should. <laughs> um, there was some kind of minor press conference going on at the White House um, where the White House was explaining its immigration policy and how draconian and horrible it was when all of a sudden Trump walked into the room, uh, took over the lectern, and he was like, yeah, he's like, I'm in favor of um, of uh, dreamers who you know keep their noses clean and, and don't get into trouble of, uh, of a path to citizenship in 10 to 12 years, which is exactly what had been proposed by... Durbin and, and Graham and their bipartisan agreement. And which, which he spent the whole week shitting on. Right, which the White House had rejected and, and uh, even after Schumer offered to support full funding of his stupid wall. Um, so now I assume what will happen is that the White House will walk this back. But uh, you, you have another example of Trump undercutting his own administration's stated policy. Clearly his instinct is not as far right as Stephen Miller and John Kelly. And so that they is, keep having I to intervene accurate. and like be like, no, 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 we're over here. And Trump's... Cause, and I don't mean to... You know, Trump's not some 
good person on this. He's very bad. <laughs> he's just not as bad right. as Stephen Miller, yeah. which is he's like just, everybody else's. He's not just even. not listening when they talk to him. He listens. He's just very stupid. <laughs> it, he very just listens to the span. last person he talks yeah. to. So, you know, he talks to Diane Feinstein and he's like, yeah, that sounds fine. Let's do a clean DACA bill. And then Kevin McCarthy's like, oh, actually, ho- hold on, because you don't, you don't, I'm sure you don't mean what. They might misinterpret, i.e., right. you're talking out your ass. And then Chuck Schumer comes in and says, all right, we'll give you uh, our support for funding for your stupid wall in return for a clean DACA bill. And Stephen and Miller's like, like... And then it's like, oh, yeah, definitely. I awesome. know. And then Stephen Miller's like, wait, no. Yeah, I mean, no, there were several times when it literally... There was a when there was a moment when John Kelly was negotiating on Trump's behalf because I guess Trump was like eating a pudding or something or lying down, <laughs> yeah. and John Kelly was like, "This isn't that's not enough." And it's if I were Chuck Schumer, I'd be like, "Who the heck? Get, you don't get to be on the phone with me telling me what's enough." I, I would like to uh, read uh, a line from the New York Times article on this little incident that just happened. Let's get it. I think it's pretty good. So, quote. The reporters had gathered for a briefing from a senior official detailing the administration's plans to stick to a restrictive immigration agenda when the president dropped in unprompted and made his remarks. Were they, was the senior official John Barron? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they, did not, uh, they did not detail that. It, it, it may have been um, John McAfee, for all I know. <laughs> yeah, I mean Trump. Tr- Trump's he also doesn't like to work, and so no. all of this has been he p- couldn't go to no. his fun party, and he wants to just go play golf. And so I feel like his his major preference would be to just finish, like just do something and finish with all this. He must feel really conflicted about his upcoming trip to Davos. Or you can't. I don't think he feels conflict. He's he's not like Darth Vader. No, I think he, I think he does because on the one hand. He clearly, he always wanted to be invited to Davos as, you know, a global <laughs> economic leader. But on the other hand, he'll have to go there and have meetings with people. I don't think right. he minds because he just doesn't pay attention and just talks shit and shoves people out of the way and rides golf carts if his last trip was any ex- indication. It's true. And he, and he can get Fox News uh, via satellites. So. They love Fox News at Davos. They probably won't admit it. But they're like, I can't wait to just have all the poor dying outside our barbed wire emplacements in our wealthy, gated communities. It's going to be so great. Yeah, I'm going to... Fuck um, Davos, if that's not coming through clearly. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, my thoughts on Swiss banks, I'm going to leave for an off-the-air time. Oh, snap. (laughs) So they're good, you're saying. Yeah, the Swiss are not. Their hands aren't clean historically. No. Not like America. No, they they're just they have bad. Uh, we would never personal hand make hygiene. build our whole country on anything stolen. No, <laughs> certainly not no. people. Not anyway. certainly not the ground. Stealing oh my god, bad. we did. I know that's so funny. We stole the land from one group of n- indigenous people and then brought a whole. Other and then we were like, "Oh crap, we killed them all. People. We need some new indigenous people." <laughs> yeah, we're certainly not doing anything ourselves. <laughs> Hashtag white people.com. It was kind of like a transitive property thing. It's more like a colonialism. But th- we've gone far off the path. We have. Shut um, down. Uh, I, I'm, uh, I sympathize mostly with the dreamers who are extremely concerned and worried about yeah. their status and they trusted the United States and gave all their information and now Trump is playing with their lives. Well, and they keep on getting 
screwed just over and over and over again. Yeah, and I blame yeah. it's, uh, to me it's very important that we all remember that Republicans are to blame and oh, Democrats very are, much should so. do everything they can. Very much so. And so far I think they've been pretty good under Schumer. This has not been their strongest issue and I think it I think it's time I don't feel like I'm going to ready to give them any more do-overs. They need to either solve this or yeah. I mean, we're going to get the Republicans a... defeat. The, you know, like not give, not yield, but make the Republicans finish it. If we're going to be, what they a, want to. we're going to have it to be continued, repeated on this. I think in about well, two weeks. Every, it's apparently we're running so. the government on three week increments now. Yeah, which is crazy. Um, Apparently the Europeans, I was reading a story where they were like, what are you, what is this? How can you have a system where your government turns off? Yeah. China also had a story about. (laughs) Yeah. What were you saying about China? They also uh, had made comments to the effect of, what are you doing? They love this shit because they're like... They're like, clearly democracy is a really great form of government, right, everybody? And everybody's yeah. like, har, har, har. Yeah, I mean, and I'm like, it the, is better than your form. Even let's, our let's not give the Chinese ass, style of government any no, credit. This, our government is like the New York City subway of government systems. It's really like ugly and doesn't work that well. But it still pretty I'll, much works. I'll take it. But it's still pretty Except awesome. The, the New York subway works 24 hours a day, and the U.S. government... Well, the other thing is, the, so the shutdown... Um, it didn't. There's a whole large bunch of things that don't shut down. Like the military doesn't shut well, down. Well, sure, essential. Yeah, but there's a huge. That what's considered essential is pretty large. The post office, the, the military. Yeah. Um, the TSA. The Diet Coke the, team at the, the White System. House. <laughs> so we have to make the sure the porn star reimbursement initiative. <laughs> well, it's, it's very important to keep on incarcerating a really disproportionate percentage of minorities well that's mm-hmm. i mean you gotta have that the the so. creepy christmas decoration team <laughs> yeah this <laughs> oh, is a year-round team we, we, yeah we made the... sure to declare the um armed forces network as essential to make sure that uh, gotta have the soldiers able to watch well wait a minute i was about no. to be sarcastic but no they uh, should right. be able to watch a football game what the fuck that oh i'm all in favor of that it's just there's something perverse about uh declaring the AFN essential when Mitch McConnell would not allow a vote to be brought that would ensure that um, non-essential military members would be paid during a shutdown and that death benefits would continue to be paid to the families of soldiers who gave their lives for our country. Let me blow your mind. What if the best way to support our troops was to not throw their lives away in stupid wars? (laughs) Yeah, that, that would be like, interesting, like right? Idea. How about it? What about that? So if they could watch the football game from the comfort of their home in the United States, with their house and car and job and not getting shot at. I'm gonna go out on a limb also and say that Mitch McConnell is a huge asshole. Oh, I mean, fuck that guy. Well, now you're getting into that territory of all the other countries, which say if the government shuts down, everybody responsible in the government gets fired and replaced with someone else, and there's no. Wait, tell me more about this. Shutdowns. I don't I think believe, I understand. I believe Australia has a situation well, where if the government shuts down in the way that ours has, uh, everybody's I, I, fired. And they, I, I they think have what to Andrew is getting at is that in a parliamentary system, if uh, the coalition government breaks down, then 
the government is dissolved and there's a call yeah. for new elections. And, well, so, and it, so Andrew, the other thing you make me think of is it's fun that paying Congress people is, I think, an essential service. Right. And we shouldn't. I feel like that would encourage people to be more uh, quick to resolve these things if they wouldn't get paid. Senator Bob Casey was not paid. He um, he introduced a bill that was immediately rejected, um, which would have seen members of Congress not paid during the government shutdown. Um, so he instead uh, he uh, gave his uh, salary to charity during the uh, well, all this stuff the is like. It's like if our government was a person, these are like the minor ischemic event. Like the United States is dying, and we're not taking good care of ourselves, no. and we keep having these like service interruptions and problems, and they're accumulating. And you know, to me, the long term, we got to deal with this like problem of how our government doesn't work and is currently being torn apart. Well, and very ironically, you know, as we've, as we've alluded to, with the government running on these temporary uh, spending band-aids, um, we're being really fiscally irresponsible, um, and yet the party, which has always claimed to be the party of fiscal responsibility... Um, you know, we're, we're unearthing a lot of their dragging claims. Into, There's uh, one thing they care the about, and it's not that. And it's not religion, either. Nope. Who said this week that they they would? There were two pastors who yeah. were like, "Hey, who among us hasn't mistakenly banged a porn star on a numerous occasions and then paid them in six figures chances. of hush money?" Yeah, I mean, let the sinless man cast the first stone, and I'm like, I mean, I haven't done that. I'll, I don't, I'll criticize I done that. And <laughs> Andrew has, but but even if I have, I expect my like respectable representatives not to do that. That's why I don't run for office. Right. Right. Um, Andrew was recalled. Yeah, it's funny to me. I mean, I I know there's a risk of overdoing this this, uh, little brain game, but if Obama had done all these things, I'll bet you $600 billion that you wouldn't have Tony Perkins being like, hey, Barack Obama's a changed man. I mean... He made a mistake, and now he feels bad about it. Like, oh, the other so, thing is, Trump hasn't expressed any remorse. I feel like no, these pastors are he like hasn't even admitted it. They're really yeah. They're going. They're giving him a lot of extra leeway for being a white supremacist. I was going to say patriarch. the part you're forgetting clearly is that President Obama was a black man. I uh, did not forget that, but I think it just shows that the the I've known that this has been clear the whole time. Republicans are a party for white supremacists, and then they're like, "We got to dress it up a little bit. Like, we got to do some fiscal conservatism, we got to do some like patriotism." But now Trump is like, "I don't have the discipline to be on message," and so they're like, "Well, okay, we'll just do the white supremacy then. That's fine." Uh, well, Josh Marshall made an interesting point, um, which is that uh, most countries have on the right a combination of this like ultra nationalist, I saw white this supremacist. Too, yeah. um, faction and then a more center-right uh fiscally conservative somewhat socially conservative um but our first past the post voting system forces them to work together and in those countries generally the more moderate of those two factions is the one that is in charge because they have all Uh, the money right and they're not crazy (laughs) somehow over the last 40 years uh, we've allowed the crazy part 
to take complete control of the more conservative uh, side of the spectrum, which is... I uh, agree. I don't know how this gets solved. Um, it's, a, it's a real problem. Uh, so, I mean, I- in that vein, I mean, one of the ways it can get solved, I suppose, um, is through the courts and um, making sure that voting rights are upheld and... Um, and then uh, that voters can actually have their voices heard. And so we did have a little bit of good news in that regard this week. In uh, Pennsylvania, a uh, state court at the at the highest level of Pennsylvania state courts uh, struck down the heavily gerrymandered congressional districts that are currently operative in uh, Pennsylvania. Yay. And, um, and stated that new districts had to be drawn up for the upcoming midterm. Pennsylvania is a large rectangle. It is. And and this is, my understanding anyway, different from the North Carolina case. Because you don't Uh, raise up and you don't take your shirt off. Well, (laughs) right. You do when the Eagles play. The North Carolina (laughs) case uh, was, um, that was heard in a, a federal court in North Carolina. And so the Supreme Court had clear jurisdiction over that ruling. Um, You're whereas, saying this is... Okay, yeah, I get... Whereas this was done at, purely at the state level. Um, and based and, on the state constitution. Right, and so... So John Roberts and the right-wing It's wing very gang. unlikely that the Supreme Court would overturn this ruling. Um, so um, we are likely to see a much less gerrymandered district map, which um, a bunch of election... Um, wonks have speculated could lead to a flip of up to three seats. Uh, and they think that's going to make me forgive them for voting for Trump? No, obviously not. It's going to take more than that. It's going to so take they nothing they can ever do. <laughs> but this is really? especially bad for um, House Rep um, from the 7th District in Pennsylvania, Patrick Meehan, in, uh, from the Philadelphia exurbs, um, who did not have a great week. Um I don't. I don't know if you guys saw this story. Being in well, Philadelphia, wait, hold, hold, this was something you're, that, you're, that we're that doing. Pretty... You're 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 joining two agenda items. I am. But Andrew, were you going to say something about the number, the one about the gerrymandering? I was. I had a couple of things actually for gerrymandering. Right, go for it. I was, but I was. I was going to say, um, will it? Will the uh, outcome of the ruling be in place by this November, or will we have to wait several years for it to actually? They ordered that it had to be redrawn in time for the midterm election. That is yeah, excellent. I think once courts decide things, they usually are like, do it now. They were like, yeah. No, it's the no deciding way part that usually takes forever. Yeah. Um, I also wondered uh, what's if you guys know what's going on with the Wisconsin Supreme Supreme Court case. There's, still a, there's a Wisconsin gerrymandering case. They have one ruled. of those deals where they will announce it. Yeah. In Gorsuch, but there, Florida, there hasn't been any disgusting, poorly updates. written. Okay, well, I don't think there are updates. That's yeah. The Supreme Court well, doesn't do any. What they, they do is leak. they hear the case, and then months and months go by, and nobody tells anybody anything about anything, and then they release their decisions. And I mean, you'll have a, a situation where people will be like waiting outside the courts on the days where they make announcements, yep. speculating that that might be the day that they'll. Because you're also not allowed to one. bring like electronics into the courtroom, like. Yeah. It's like people have to like run outside and like and, and scream. That's how we got yeah. the weird like miscommunication about um, 
the Obamacare being yeah. overturned because people thought Roberts had overturned it, but then they read the whole decision and they were and like, they were oh, like wait. oh no, actually he didn't. <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, Ginsburg is the best writer of all the Supreme Court justices. But there, well, that was that's not John news. Paul Stevens had retired, <laughs> especially now that Scalia's dead. Yeah. Did you see there was a Slate article just being like, Gorsuch is a terrible writer. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Uh, in addition to being a terrible human being, which is, is sad because Scalia was a terrible human being, but a really great writer. He was a very good writer. It was. It, it always pained me to see his excellent prose being put to such terrible use. It was strange. Um, so, so yeah, the Supreme Court is is very mysterious, and it takes forever. And they don't. There's. They never give any reports on what's happening until they just really. And they don't even tell you when they're going to release which decisions. But it will presumably be during this court. It session. should be during this court term. Yeah. So. Um, Some point. I mean, there's a Scotus yeah. blog is good for this. Yes, that's an excellent website in general. Uh, but they, they don't. They'll, they, all they do is they're like you know they release decisions on this day of the week. So it could be, and then they just list all that those days of the week that are coming up. <laughs> well, they'll also have articles speculating. Yeah, but they don't know based on on the questions that Clarence Thomas didn't ask because he doesn't ask questions. They have the Clarence Thomas facial affect tracker. The the <laughs> snippy comments that are made to Neil Gorsuch by everyone else. I on guess the they court. all hate him. Um, I it Clarence only took Thomas. me two days to hate him. Yeah. Of, of his confirmation hearings. I think he's having dinner. It was either tonight or oh, last God, night I know. with John Cornyn, Mitch McConnell. That's unusual for a Supreme I, Court justice to have dinner with seating, it's sitting It's probably not senators. illegal, but it's highly inappropriate. It's very unusual. It's definitely unusual. And I hope, hopefully he won't reveal the secret of what's in his spice rub to them. You remember all that? Yeah. When he was like gerrymandering is like a spice rub. And I, I'm not going to tell you what's in it. And everybody was like, Jesus Christ, this guy's on the Supreme Court. That's a freaking horrible analogy. Um, now, <laughs> what is not unusual, though, is the behavior that I um, su- suggested uh, that Patrick Meehan, House Representative, had engaged in. So so Patrick Meehan, who uh, was until this week a member of the House Ethics Committee, which was... It's funny how it's like always the Ethics yeah. Committee members. Yeah, in charge of investigating other House members, right, for ethics violations. It it turned out that he had a, a rather um, uh, one-way inappropriate relationship with one of his um, much younger female staffers. You find that a lot with the inappropriate relationships with young female staffers that they're that they're unreciprocated in one my, way. My favorite part, uh, I mean, favorite. I don't. I, I hesitate to use that word because this is like a really bad coolest situation. part. The part that makes the whole thing really good and awesome yeah, and fun um, is that uh, apparently a another member of of the office staff, uh, another older man, um, expressed his his interest, shall we say, in this um, in this young woman, um, and she was horrified and felt this was deeply inappropriate and yeah we're at work we shouldn't uh, no don't hit on everybody and you know she told her boss about it and the appropriate office in in congress basically their version of hr um and you know that was dealt with and then as soon as that was over um she then got a letter from her actual boss patrick Meehan doing the exact same thing 
being like, I heard that someone in our office harassed you, and I won't stand for it because you belong to me, baby. That Which, is was almost this the one exactly where he called his soulmate? Yes, his soulmate. But these his guys are, are doing a bad job. But he, he, now, he now says that he, he didn't mean that in a romantic way, and that, uh, but that um, if he had meant it in a romantic way, that uh, it was all brought on by her own actions and it's her own fault. That's sort of that's a very Trump answer where the one where he's like he's like I didn't do it and if I had done it that would be fine, and it was her fault. Yeah. I mean, it, this has like ruined this woman's life to the point where it, it it ruined the actual relationship that she was in, which apparently precipitated all of these men declaring their undying love for her. Um, and she literally had to leave the country and start her life over overseas. It sounds like this guy should lose his re-election bid, among other consequences. Yes, McClatchy has changed um, Pennsylvania District 7 from a lean Republican to toss-up. But there's actually a fair chance that the district won't exist at all um, uh, under this gerrymandering uh, ruling, so... I think of Pennsylvania as less tolerant of sexual misbehavior than Alabama. Just a little bit less. Just like a touch less. It depends on which part of the state you're talking about. That's but a good this point. Is well, the, it's, uh, as I mentioned, with a rectangle that large, there's yeah. going to be a lot of different zones. Um, yes. So, uh, it, But this portion of the state actually, I think, is probably less tolerant than uh, of this behavior than Alabama. So well, I don't people think are tired either. of this. I mean, I feel like it's there's a whole... I don't know. I think everyone knew this was a thing that happened, but I think finding that so many people who are in the House of Representatives, everybody's like, Jesus Christ, like, you know, people don't have a lot of patience for I don't have a lot of patience for it. Well, let's also, like, not forget that almost all of these people, are, you know, they're married. I mean, it's like... I mean, look, if he wants to have a consensual affair with some person who doesn't work for him. Yeah, that's, that's his the, business. That is the key the line whole, there. I don't care. So it's like, it. I, it doesn't bother me that he's married. It bothers me that he's using his office where he's a very powerful presence in the office to try to co- coerce or convince or, you know... Get we, we haven't this. even gotten into the fact that he used his office funds to uh, pay the settlements. Obviously, that's fantastic. I'm sure all the Pennsylvania voters who donated yeah. to him are really thrilled about that. Paul Ryan did tell him that he should pay that back himself. Fuck Paul Ryan, man. That so it's so you, you told him he should pay it back. It's done. Expressing yeah. mild and he him from the House Ethics Committee. Oh, <laughs> I, I don't so, know, man. So speaking, of Paul Ryan. Do you think Paul Ryan's running again? I don't know. He's he refuses such a disaster. to say. I do believe he's probably having a miserable time, and he could certainly get paid a lot more money and work a lot less hard if he didn't run. And he could spend a lot more time at the CrossFit gym. You don't think he's getting the same... P90X, Ben. Get your... The same Russian kickback McConnell's getting? I don't think either of them are getting a Russian kickback. What are you talking about Russian kickback? They're getting American kickback from the Koch brothers. Uh, I guess I'm referring to the story that Joe Biden was saying earlier this you week could use about his official title either Diamond Joe or <laughs> Uncle Joe. Biden. Uncle, Uncle Joe Biden. 
Um, keep when you're using that one. Remember that that was also Stalin's nickname. It's still valid. Just yeah. keep it in mind. It's, a, it's like the good uncle, though. Yeah. So, so <laughs> I'd watch a buddy cop film with Joe Biden and Joseph Stalin. He uh, was saying that they had a a lot of bipartisan people on board to talk before the election about oh Russian yeah interference with yeah, the he, election and McConnell shut it yeah, down. Yeah, we've known that right. for a yeah, long he, time. We've he known basically that for he months confirmed and months, and months. He just he confirmed the story that had been I think of that as a that sort of cynical operator story more than I that, don't think he, he doesn't need payoffs from Russians and that leans into the uh Paul Ryan audio tape of uh well there was Paul, right there was Paul Ryan and and Kevin McCarthy and talking Kevin about joking about how um Dana Rohrbacher, Dana Rohrbacher and, and Donald Trump right. were on the Russian payroll and then and yeah. then Paul, there's like pause and then Paul Ryan is like, like don't we're going to keep that all in the in the fam- I think he says like we're a family we're going to keep it in the family. Yeah, that's yeah. really shady, but I don't think McConnell's getting I think McConnell and Ryan are getting very well paid by the wingnut welfare infrastructure that exists in within the United States in terms of campaign contributions yeah, and the Cokes, cushy the Mercers, jobs. Yeah, the, exactly. All the evangelical yep. uh, money, you know. Uh, I mean, it's mostly stuff. the extractive industries. But that does not mean that Russia is not a legitimate topic of conversation. No, no, I'm just saying when I think of Paul Ryan's corruption... I think of it as more domestically yeah, no, I would, I would based. That. I would I would I would say what? that the the Russian corruption is more in the executive branch. Yeah, you find the, a lot more the with the Donald Trump is the uh, foreign corruption. And and you know let's not be let's be fair. A lot of domestic corruption. I mean, oh, Donald he, Trump is like a he, he's, full he's well. There was also the in, in that regard. I mean, going right down both of those roads, there were several stories last week or the week before about the NRA being funded by. Yes, yes I did money. see that, that's which an, doesn't that's, surprise that's me at point, all. That's a good point, Andrew. That, that's, an, and that's an interesting story. I mean, it's, it's not shocking. Um, uh, uh, you have, there are a bunch of, like, Russian oligarchs who have somehow become, like, big patrons of the NRA. And, um, and the NRA is exactly who you think of when you think of domestic. Right. But now that, that actually mainly. could be... Well, there could be a... a some legal ramifications there because the NRA, of course, the NRA supports political candidates. Yeah. And you are not allowed to do that with foreign money. Um, so, uh, uh, unlike what Republicans are calling for, um, in terms of investigations, the NRA probably should legitimately be investigated, uh, in that regard. Um, so we had a, a, quite a bit actually of new news that came out um in the last day or two not to be confused um, with newness yes no we didn't have newness this is new news um uh about some of it about newness but uh, new 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 net new newness news yeah yeah that, there we go <laughs> that's a, well, i'll be on a t-shirt soon um regarding uh the Mueller investigation and the general uh, cloud over the executive branch and FBI and Russia and all that. Um, so let, let's, let's just go through that really quick. Um, the one that really, it didn't blow my mind, but I was like, gah, uh, about was uh, this report that right after Trump fired James Comey, he called in um, his temporary replacement, the deputy uh, director of the FBI, Andrew McCabe, uh, to the Oval Office 
and then point black point blank asked him who he had voted for um which is, which is a totally cool thing for the president to ask the acting FBI director in right yeah. after having fired the previous FBI director for refusing to shut down an investigation into his corrupt campaign. <laughs> um, it's very uh, it's like what we were saying it's unusual. Yes. <laughs> um you, you might say that it it, it fits though a, a pattern of behavior. Mm. Yeah, like um, a corrupt intent. Yes. Um, and uh, also, I love the idea of politicizing the FBI. I think that's a really good idea. That's going to be great and not a problem. Well, but what you have to understand is that um, so Trump's issue was that McCabe a would not tell him who he voted for or if he voted Horrors. at all. Um, and then Trump decided that he didn't like McCabe because McCabe's wife had run for office as a Democrat and was friendly with Terry McAuliffe, who was friendly with the Clintons, and therefore clearly. Uh, Andrew McCabe was a puppet of Hillary Clinton, um, and uh, could not. You be can trusted. tell because of how hard the FBI worked against right. Hillary Clinton, and in so New he York. could not be trusted to the um, false flag or whatever they say. Right. Yeah. yeah, and so that that was so we had a, a politicized liberal FBI, and so uh -huh. he has been using uh -huh. Jeff Sessions to put pressure on the new director of the FBI, Christopher Wray, to have a purge of anyone related to James Comey. Um, and Incidentally, just real quick, you can tell these are people who've read, who are like really familiar with the FBI's history because they can say with a straight face that it's the liberal FBI. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All, almost all of these people are Republicans. But anyway. Um, these are uh, the people who tried to get Martin Luther King to kill himself with that letter. I mean, these are bad. The FBI is... Okay. Anyway. To be clear, Andrew McCabe, I don't think, was involved in that. He personally went back in time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it, he, he wants Christopher Wray to purge the upper levels of the FBI of people who worked with James Comey in order to replace them with Trump loyalists in order to make sure that we don't have a politicized FBI. So he's, right. he's trying to replace mm. people he are, he's claiming are liberals with people who will be Trumpists instead. I mean, this the, is what course, they've already done at a whole bunch of cabinet agencies already. They've established yeah. their, they called them beachhead teams. Right. And they so, went in I there mean, to eliminate any opposition. And So I think that in a lot of ways, the biggest story was what I just alluded to, which is that um, uh, there was a story that, that Sessions has been working overtime on orders from Trump, you know, trying to get back into Trump's good graces. Um, it's really push, sad and pathetic. It is. Um, to push the FBI director, Chris Wray, to fire McCabe, um, the general counsel, the chief of staff, um, all of these, these uh, other top-ranking members in the FBI. Um, and Wray, to his credit, um, apparently refused and threatened to resign. And That's the move, because um, it would have looked pretty bad to have him resign. It would. I mean, I'm, I bet Paul Ryan would have released a troubled statement. <laughs> um, it also came out that Jeff Sessions spent a little time with his uh, with his buddy Robert Mueller recently um, in the uh, interview. I room. didn't know they were so, friends. No, I don't think they are. I was being sarcastic. But um, Mueller is not fucking around. I mean, he he's been interviewing. 
What a, a marine veteran and FBI director <laughs> for know. 12 years isn't fucking around? I, I know. It's incredible. <laughs> um, we found out and this week that uh, he has indeed interviewed James Comey. I mean, that's not a big surprise. Um, but that he recently interviewed Jeff Sessions, um, God knows who else, um, and uh, that we had already heard that he wanted to talk to Trump, but apparently that's intensified. Trump said off the cuff this evening that he would be willing to speak to uh, Mueller under oath. I mean, who knows if that will uh, actually happen. As we know, uh, Trump says stuff, and then sometimes his people are like, "He was, he's kidding. He's very funny." But I, I think that there probably is a correlation between the, uh, this ramp up of activity from Mueller, <clears throat> and you would think that he's getting kind of towards uh, at least an end game in the collection phase if he's got gotten to the attorney general. Um, and President I have no United idea what States he's doing, phase. and there's no leaks. But we—I want to do a quick reactions. So, okay, yeah. we just hit Trump asking McCabe who he voted for. Uh, Sessions tries to get Ray to fire McCabe. Ray says no. Mueller is interviewing everybody. So let's do Andrew reactions. Uh, appalling, but not at all shocking or surprising. And that's very British of you. Yeah, I mean, like what I don't. It's a, it's the playbook, and they're doing it, and it's disgusting. Here, here's so the thing it tells me is is it just re it it reminds and reaffirms that they don't. It used to be that people thought there are some functions of the government that are protected from political back uh, and sacrosanct. forth. Sacrosanct. I don't know about sacrosanct, but just insulated. You know that the idea was you want to have the FBI operating in a continuous way. And, you know, of course, everybody responds to the political leadership, but you don't have people, like, just grabbing it and yanking it back and forth every time there's an election. And the other agencies were the same way. And these Trump people do not think that. They think that every part of the whole government should serve Trump and the Trump people only. And if it ever opposes him or doesn't do what he wants, that that means it's, then that means it's politicized, which it's just like with always with Republicans, it's projection, which, you know, they want to politicize everything because they want to impose their very specific goals on everybody, even though we don't agree with them, and there are more of us. And if the slave states hadn't made us set up the Electoral College the way they did, we wouldn't even be having these problems. So, that I think when I heard about him asking McCabe who he voted for, it's like Andrew was saying, it's not surprising, but it's like another, it's just a little reminder of being like, just wait, like these people are trying to destroy America as hard as they can. They are. I, and on the I Mueller thing, he, has, he never leaks anything. I have no idea what he's doing. So my reaction is that was everything that you said, um, and in addition, um, uh, to add to that, uh, when you see the hysterical reaction of the Freedom Caucus guys and Devin Nunez um, attempting Not to my smear, favorite band. No. Attempting to smear... <laughs> the uh the fbi with you've got ron johnson the senator being like there's a secret society in the fbi trying to out to get trump and they're leaking these pretty innocuous text messages they're they're called patriots no they're not they don't even exist this is very important to be clear about this there's no secret society in the fbi trying to destroy trump There, there there are fbi agents who are by and large historically pretty conservative who have 
personal political views who which they did not allow to uh, impact their job. Um, and if anything, the FBI helped Trump get elected. So, um, I mean, it's all crazy. But I thought that Josh Marshall had another really smart piece um, where he said that bill him he, for this he thought it was um, important to note that, you know, these are just the examples that are getting leaked of uh, behavior. Um, and when you when you take that and um, and the Republican reaction, you can as- pretty safely assume that there's way more really awful, tawdry, illegal behavior that has gone on that we don't know about and may never know about, um, but that uh, the Trump administration is really fucking scared that Bob Mueller knows about and is going to get them for. If they let Trump talk to Mueller, that alone will give Mueller plenty to get him. I mean, I don't think Trump can talk without perjuring himself. And it could even be the really basic stuff. I mean, I think Mueller will be able to Yeah, like, what's prove... your height? Yeah, right. I mean, Mueller, <laughs> How Mueller will old be able to prove <laughs> that he it's your net is worth. perjuring himself quite easily about almost anything. Uh, Mueller appears to have a very uh, methodical approach where he will collect a lot of the information and then ask people and questions to which he knows the answers. And, and then when they lie him. to him... He'll flip them. <laughs> you know, for, it's just for like instance, on SVU. So... It's just like, uh, what was yeah. the, what were those detectives, Finn and the other guy? Munch. It's like that. Yeah. <laughs> there, was, there was some talk that uh, Rick Gates, Paul Manafort's um, business partner, um, may have moved into cooperation mode with the uh, Mueller investigation. We have so to end the show now. Yeah. So uh, it was... It was a I won't hear you week. talk badly about my dear friend, Rick Gates. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, Lord only knows what will happen uh, over the next week, but uh, whatever it is, out. I hope there are tapes. Yeah. Lordy, I hope there are tapes. Yeah, I think that's something we can all agree on. And on that note, thanks for listening to Sanity Check. Make sure to join us again next week. And if you like what you heard, you can subscribe at iTunes, on the Google Play Store, or at sanitycheckpod.com. And in the meantime, keep resisting and...